Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hostile Environment Podcast, episode number seven. And it's a beautiful Monday afternoon. The sun is out, the birds are chirping, and I literally just came inside from cleaning up dog shit in the backyard. So, again, to show the dedication of the podcast, that's how much I like you guys. I want to give you guys this content. I stopped doing something that I absolutely love, which is cleaning up dog shit, to come down and record to give you guys something to listen to on your way home. So, this is lucky number seven, episode number seven, that is, and I kind of am the lucky one because you guys have got me over 200 downloads now, so thank you very much, very much appreciated. Obviously, if you're listening now, you already know how to find me and you know where to find me. I mean, I'm on pretty much every social media platform there is, so those of you who don't know or anyone who doesn't know, I don't know what else to do. I'm doing the best I can here, so... Um, that being said, I've got to do the quick plugs. Facebook, J Cowell, IG, J.Hostile, Twitter, at podcast underscore hostile, email is J.Hostile, um, dot environment at gmail.com, and now horrible TikTok, which is at the hostile environment pod. And I promise you, I will do my best never to fucking dance or sing or do any horse shit uh, to try and go viral or any of that shit. I'm really trying to keep this professional, but uh, at the same time, I can have some fun too. So who the fuck knows? I said I wouldn't even get on TikTok, and here I am. So actually, don't listen to me. I'm fucking, you know, I'm a jerk off. Anyways, that being said, moving forward, uh, I'm going to try to implement some changes to the podcast uh, to try and help promote the brand a little bit, try and get my name out there a little bit more. I haven't decided on what exactly I'm going to do. I'm kind of in talks with a couple of different people about a couple of different things. Um, um, some of the ideas I've got are uh, polls um, on social media, whether that be Twitter or uh, I don't even know if you can do polls on Instagram. I don't think you can. So basically it'd be Twitter or Facebook. Basically polls on what you guys want me to, to talk about. So like I'll give you guys five or six different options and you guys can just log on and vote while you're looking at one of my my awesome new TikTok videos because I'm like a TikTok professional now because I've got five videos under my belt. So that's uh, that's pretty fucking exciting, I suppose. Uh, and uh, the other one I was thinking of is something along the lines of, you know, I, I could ask you guys a trivia question during the show and I could give away a prize, uh, um, you know, that being like you have to reply to me on social media with proof that you've uh, downloaded, subscribed the podcast, and maybe shared with three other people on your friend list, and I could mail you out something. Uh, so uh, with that being said, um, anyone who wants to uh, get in touch with me and roughly just give me like a, uh, what do you guys think you would want? Like gift cards or fucking like, I don't know, t-shirt or whatever. I mean, I'm a little early in the game to be doing hostile environment merch, but I actually have talked to somebody about it. So if I could just kind of get this thing off the ground, I've got a whole bunch of wheels in motion. I just can't get the car to fucking to turn over yet. So the keys in the ignition, it's either out of gas or the spark plugs aren't working, but um, I, I'm in talks. So um, the, more, the bigger I get, the more fun this will be for everybody. So, I mean, I'm doing the best I can. I'm seven episodes in. Hopefully you guys are enjoying what I'm doing. Like I said, if you are, please spread the word to your friends. And uh, for those of you who are reaching out to me on media platforms, um, telling me that you enjoyed the show and shit. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. You know who you are. So with that being said, let's get on to a few quick updates that I wanted to give you because I totally forgot to update you on the BMW situation. I had a couple of people ask me what happened. Uh, long story short, I went to pick it up last Thursday. Uh, it cost me $1,500. It was a, an amazing deal. 
this guy here, super, super professional. He takes pictures of every single thing he does while he's doing it. So if he's taking out a part, he takes a picture, sends it to you. If he's, if he's replacing something, takes a picture of the box and opening it, like he shows, he actually sends you little videos, uh, takes pictures of him removing something from the box and opening it and inserting it. Um, he started off when the tow truck pulled up to his joint, he actually took a video of my BMW on the flatbed and said, your car is here, this is step one. And throughout the week and a half, I think he had it, he was constantly sending me texts and videos and updates and he was also telling me about prices and stuff. So that, the guy was super, super professional. I wish he wasn't so far. Um, I was actually, I was told he was in Vaughn. Uh, he's not in Vaughn. So actually when I went to go pick it up, that was a fucking pretty surprising when I put it in the Google Maps. So he's actually at 2381 St. Clair Avenue West. Yes, it's out of the area, especially if you're in Pickering, uh, but worth every fucking penny, 1500 bucks. Uh, the car runs like a dream. I had it out on the weekend. I'm bringing it out again today. So uh, pretty happy about that, especially since my daughter's car broke down and it's been a Canadian tire for four days. So uh, I didn't have my other vehicle. So it's a good thing I got it back. Uh, a couple things I want to touch on real quick, uh, just as far as uh, updates. We were talking about the Justice League. I waited for it. Finally, it came out. We, the whole family decided to watch it together, even though I was going to try and watch it by myself because I was that jacked up. But the family got mad. So it was, I believe, Friday night. We all decided, okay, let's sit down. I found it. I hit play. And then I saw that it was four fucking hours long. I had no idea it was four hours long. I, I tried to stay away from all the previews. I tried to stay away from uh, reading anything about the movie because I didn't want any kind of spoilers to come out. I wanted to be totally, you know, surprised. I wanted, you know, a clean slate because the last movie wasn't that great. Rest assured, you know, I hit play and I said, yeah, I think, I don't know if this is a fuck up, but it says it's four hours. We thought maybe they were playing them back to back, the new version and then the old version or vice versa. No, they weren't. It was the the Snyder Cut is is well over four hours. I want to say it's like four hours and six minutes. So if you're going to watch it, pack a fucking lunch and, um, you know, um, as far as watching it, I, 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 I did it. Uh, we started, we popped it out. We started at around nine and obviously finished around one. I was the only survivor. The wife was out first. Um, I did, my oldest daughter bailed. She just couldn't take it anymore. She just couldn't take four hours of sitting here. And my youngest, she was starting to nod off. So she gave up around 12, but she did her best. Um, that being said, um, I loved it. I didn't think it was the greatest superhero movie ever made, but I did enjoy it. And I enjoyed a lot of the new shit that Zack Snyder put in. And I recommend it. That being said, also, if you can sit there for four hours, I mean, Star Wars is only three hours. Lord of the Rings is only three hours. This is an extra hour on top. So, yeah, I think you really have to love superheroes. So that's where that stands. Um, I wanted to get you guys' opinion uh, on uh, the Cardi B situation just because I'm not, uh, how the kids say, cool. So I'm not really, um, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the music that's out right now. I do know about Cardi B. I do know about that horrible WAP song. I know about a whole bunch of other shit. I read a lot. I hear a lot, but I don't actually pay attention to a lot of it. What I do pay attention to is that Grammy performance. When I saw the clip of it on the news, I just about passed out. Like, and I, I don't want to say I'm angry. I'm not. So my wife makes fun of me and says all this. Oh, you're upset about you know this and this and this. You know you're too sensitive now and you're just like everyone else. But I'm not. I disagree with that, that statement. My disagreement is there's so much uproar about the fucking, well, just as an example, I, I hate using this all the time, but the cartoon skunk and Mr. Potato Head and a few other things, these things seem to be 
a major point of controversy. Oh, it, you know, rape culture for the skunk, um, the genitalia for the potato head. Um, and there's, there's various other things off the top of my head. I just can't remember, but the fact that, um, Cardi B and this Megan the Stallion, who I've never even heard of, um, and I don't know who's seen this performance. I, I don't recommend you go watch it, but you know, obviously, if you haven't and you want to know what I'm talking about, then you're going to go watch it. But go ahead. Um, they basically came out, and you know, I, I, there was it was an empty arena at the Grammys, so nobody was no fans or nothing like that were in there. But uh, the Grammys hired Cardi B to perform, and her and Megan the Stallion ended up doing what was it, it was porn with clothes basically is the only way I can put it. They literally, and I don't mean figuratively, I mean literally scissored on stage. They were doing all kinds of horrible things. And look, like I'm not I'm not a fucking old man. If anything, I'm pro scissoring. Like if there was a, a president of the scissoring fan club, I would be at the top of the list. But I don't think it should be on TV. I don't think it should be performed at the on the Grammys, uh, even though I don't watch the Grammys. I know there are kids out there who do. And kids out like my daughter who love Billie Eilish, would watch the Grammys to watch Billie Eilish collect album of the year, which I don't agree with, by the way, but anyways. Um, and then for her to watch that instead, I mean, fuck, I know kids nowadays see a lot of shit on social media. I know they, they have the internet and all this stuff, and I'm well aware that my daughter knows a lot more about everything than I'd really like her to know or care to know what she knows. But I don't want it on TV. I just don't. And, and I don't see how it's... The, the Grammys can say, oh, we didn't know that this was going to happen. But you fucking hired Cardi B. So did you not think that she was going to push the envelope? This is a woman who used to be a stripper, confessed stripper, uh, and has admitted that she used to take pleasure in, in uh, taking men up to the hotel rooms after the night was over, uh, the stripping night or whatever you want to call it, was over. They would take men up to the hotel room and they would drug them, wait for them to pass out, and then rob them. So this is this is the woman that the Grammys is hiring, thinking that everything's going to be just great. Hmm. And then she pulls a fucking stunt like that, and the Grammys tries to play stupid and say, we didn't understand, we didn't know. Okay, so you didn't know who she was, you didn't know about her past, you didn't know that she was going to do something, uh, something along these lines? If not, oh, fuck, whatever. I, you know, after the whole thing that Justin Timberlake went through years and years ago at the Super Bowl with Janet Jackson's tit coming out, at least that was only for fucking two and a half seconds. As soon as that fucking boob popped out, she put her hand over it, and that was the end of the show. This thing went on like it was like literally a oh fuck. Anyways, I'm not. I'm trying not to vent about it, but I mean, I know some people have to get with the times. I'm probably one of those guys, uh, but at the same time, you can't have it both ways. You can't fucking say this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, and then something like that happens on national television at 9:30 at night, and people are just like, yeah, well, that is Cardi B. Oh well, whatever. Um, so. I had another debate with the wife over the weekend about that. We went back and forth. Uh, we kind of saw each other's sides, but we never came to an agreement. So anybody who wants to voice their opinion, fucking feel free. Um, other than that, uh, let's see what else I got here. Oh, I saw there was a... Now, you want to talk about getting with the times. This is 2021. I just saw that there was another uh, reporter doing a newscast, I think it was a CTV or Global, one of those Canadian stations, and they got a fucker in the pussy. Uh, I haven't seen that in quite some time. Derek and I used to laugh about it often because, I mean, fuck, I, I know it's classless. I'm, I'm well aware it is lowbrow humor, but watching a guy on a bike or a guy in a car 
drive by or the guy who actually got fired from his job I think they were at a soccer game TFC game and he put his arm around the reporter and set it right in front of her to right in front of the camera he got fired from his job at uh, I think it was like Ontario nuclear power plant or some horse shit but I mean fuck it, it, it's funny man when you see like a reporter just doing a, a, a mainstream story about fucking you know like the lockdowns in Ontario due to COVID-19 are getting worse you said ah, fuck around the pussy I mean fuck I I, I think it's funny. So I, I know a lot of people don't. Uh, understandable. I see your point. I, on the other hand, I think it's kind of funny. But people get really fucking mad, like really fucking mad on social media if you read about, like, they want to find this guy and cancel him. And So as much as the guy made me smile, I feel as, I feel like he's going to be going through a little bit of pain because you can find anybody these days. If you watch these fucking satellite shows, these FBI shows on TV, they can find anybody. So if they really want this guy, he's fucking toast. Damn shame. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else we got here? Let's do some quick headlines since there was a lot of news over the last couple of uh, days. So this being Monday, it's been four days since I recorded. And there was some, there was some heavy shit that came out. Uh, just, you know, and so the headlines that I'm going to read now aren't going to be the headlines you don't see on your phone. I feel like those are more like crazy ass headlines that'll blow you away. These are just actual real headlines. Some of them I just think are kind of relevant to what's going on in the world today. Uh, the first one I have, and yes, it's sports related. So Jim, relax, but it is kind of a big one. Uh, UFC president Dana White is willing to bet someone $1 million dollars. That former UFC star Ben Askrew, um, sorry, that, that he wins against Jake Paul. So for those of you who don't follow UFC or, or any of this stuff or don't know who Jake Paul is, Jake Paul is some fucking jerk off uh, social media guy who does videos. Him and his brother, they do, I don't even know what they do. They do videos. Like they're, mil they're millionaires. So whatever they do, they're fucking good at it. And now Jake Paul is trying to be a real boxer and he is fighting in, I think it's like two months, I think it's in April, April or May. He's fighting a retired UFC fighter named Ben Askrew. Uh, so Dana White, who's the president of the UFC, bought the UFC for, I want to say it's $1 million. When it was at its lowest, it was basically almost free. Uh, well, I mean, free for these guys, not for obviously for you and me. But uh, he bought the UFC for like a million bucks, and now it's valued at like $300 billion. So he, he made a pretty good fucking investment. So he's the president, and he just said on Mike Tyson's podcast that he's willing to put $1 million of his own money up that his retired UFC fighter does not lose to Jake Paul in this boxing fight. And I want to say it's uh, just like the Mike Tyson fight that he just recently had, where it's a... Uh, six rounds, I want to say six two-minute rounds, six one-minute rounds, or eight one-minute rounds, something along those lines. So I don't know how much of a fight it's actually going to be, but you know it's boxing, so I'm you got to figure the fixes in somewhere along the lines because that fucking that sport seems to be somewhat shady no matter what happens. Uh, so after Mike, uh, sorry, after Dana White said that on Mike Tyson's podcast, Jake Paul heard and said that he's willing to double down and put all. Uh, so basically he puts up 2 million, Dana White puts up 2 million, which brings the fight up to 4 million, or the bet up to 4 million bucks, and he's willing to put it in escrow, and the winner take all. So Dana White hasn't responded to that, but after that comes out, big Snoop Dogg, who seems to be on every fucking show, every fucking commercial, everything he can get his hands on, he does a cooking show with Martha Stewart. Snoop Dogg, I mean, this fucking guy has been in jail, he's been accused of murder, he used to be in the gang, he used to be a crip, he used to deal drugs, then he became a huge rapper, and now he's doing a cooking show with Martha Stewart, 
he's wrestling in all elite wrestling and he is on a uh, America's Got Talent like show with Bert Kreischer, the comedian, as a, as the host. He's a judge on a show. Um, fuck, man! Like this guy's got his hand in everything. Anyways, he heard about this bet, and he is willing to go even higher. He wants to put ten million dollars down on Jake Paul, the YouTuber, to beat a guy who was not only in the Olympics for I think it was judo. Uh, but he was in the Olympics as a, in a, as a martial artist, and he re- fought in the UFC and a few other organizations where he was a champion. Uh, Snoop Dogg is betting $10 million, willing to bet $10 million that Jake Paul, the YouTuber, can win that fight. I don't see Dana White putting down $10 million. I don't see anyone putting down $10 million. So maybe it's a bluff on Snoop Dogg's part. Nevertheless, the bet is out there. So if you get $10 million bucks and you think Jake Paul can win... Fucking Snoop Dogg's more than willing to take your bet, and taking in another ten million bucks would be a nice little, nice little cash out. Uh, how about this one? Uh, this is a big one. Uh, I don't know how relevant this is to my podcast or anything else, but I thought it was kind of important to bring up just because I couldn't believe it when I heard or when I read it. Um, so here we go. A high school basketball announcer claims diabetes made him say the N word. So that's the high, that's the headline. Now I, I read this story and then I heard it on about it from another podcast that I listened to. Um, so I got the exact story, but then I actually watched the clip just to do my research. Uh, so the story is uh, in basically an Oklahoma school high school basketball announcer was recently caught saying the N word about players when they decided to take a knee during the playing of the national anthem. This incident took place during a high school girls basketball game. So I watched the clip and long story short is uh, the, the the girls come out, both sets of girls come out. So keep in mind, this is high school. So I want to say they're around fucking 16, 16, 17 years old. So good for the girls for taking a fucking stand against what's going on. So, you know, good for them. And so they take the, the national anthem starts. They take the knee previous to the national anthem starting. Um, and um, the announcers uh, attempt to mute their microphones, and I guess they failed. Uh, and um, after that point, uh, how do you how did he put it? So the base the guy that basically says, um, as soon as as soon as they kneel, he says, uh, um, "Oh, they're kneeling. I hope uh, the f and n words lose. I hope Norman, which I believe was the other school, kicks their ass." Uh, so the, the guy who, who is the commentator, so there's two of them and the guy who was doing all this is a 44 year old man named Matt Rowan. Uh, he says he is diabetic and sometimes becomes disorientated and says inappropriate things when his blood sugar spikes, adding also that it did not excuse his remarks and, uh, and offered a sincere apology. He also says he doesn't consider himself to be a racist but can't exactly explain why he made the comments. I'm pretty sure I can. Doesn't doesn't take a fucking rocket science to figure this one out. And the fact that he was saying it so freely means it's a common term that he uses around the house. So I, the last the last thing I heard, I know he was fired. I know he'll never work again. But holy fuck, man, Jesus Christ! Like when I heard this, I was like, oh. And he's talking about young girls. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, there's just some people out there in the world that just need to fucking just go into a hole and just go the fuck away and never to be seen or heard from again. Hopefully he's one of these fucking guys. And that excuse, 
I mean, fuck, if, the, if it works for that, I'm sure you could use diabetic for, well, I robbed a bank and I was disorientated. I didn't know that I'd bought a fucking M16 and I tried to take a, you know, all these cashiers hostage and rob the bank of money. Anyways, I don't think it held water. Um, speaking of irrelevant fucks, uh, how about Jose Consenco? Jose Consenco was a Major League Baseball player back in the day. He was known as one of the Bash Brothers, played for the Oakland A's. Uh, he was kind of a sex symbol. Uh, some women found him attractive. He's a big jacked Cuban guy. Uh, the problem being he's jacked because he takes steroids or took steroids. I don't know if he still does. I'm assuming he does. Um, anyways, he shot his shot uh, with Jennifer Lopez when it came out that Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez had split up due to A-Rod apparently dipping his uh, his fishing pole in someone else's water. So J-Lo somehow caught him and they broke up. Well, Jose Consenco has put out a statement that says something along the lines of, Hey, Jennifer Lopez, uh, I'm Jose Consenco. I'm single and I can be faithful. So there you go. Jose Consenco taking his shot with J-Lo. Because when you think of honesty and faithfulness, Jose Consenco's name seems to be right at the top of that fucking list, right? A guy who's been cheating multiple times and, uh, you know, doesn't seem to be the greatest human being. Um, so I'm sure that J-Lo would love to go from one of the... I fucking A-Rod, one of the richest ex-baseball players in the history of sports to uh, an, an and an entrepreneur, by the way. I saw him on Shark Tank, so the guy's fucking stupid loaded. Tried to buy the New York Mets just recently, by the way, also. So this guy's not hurting for cash. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure she'd love nothing better than go from, you know, A-Rod to a uh, retired ex-baseball player who's losing celebrity boxing matches on the internet for the free fucking lunches that are provided before and after the fights. So good luck, Jose. And I'm sure J-Lo has taken your uh, pleas into consideration. Uh, another headline we got that I thought was kind of cool, actually. Um, Ex-California cops impersonate federal agents to rob drug dealers. Yes, that is a real fucking headline. And I say that because I'm sure out of the... 8 million movies that I've seen over my years that at some point that was a fucking movie but this is actually legit real shit uh, I don't know what movie it's from but fucking if any of you know um, feel free to fucking hit me up otherwise it'll kill me because I'll be thinking about it for the rest of my goddamn life so officers Brandon JC and Joseph Huffler were assigned to drug interdiction work whatever that is with a um with a, with a team of other officers, but when the team was disbanded due to California marijuana laws being changed, so I guess they were like on the hunt for the bad guys with the weed. Now that weed's legal, I guess your 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 unit doesn't need to be you know around anymore. So they kind of dis disassembled it. But these guys decided that uh, they were going to take it one step further, and it's alleged that two of the officers started impersonating agents with the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. And they would go on two-man raids to drug dealers' homes and steal everything they wanted to. So that would be alcohol, firearms, and of course, drugs and money. So two guys just fucking, I guess they slap on a fucking jacket or whatever, like an FBI jacket, except for Federal Bureau of Alcohol and Firearms or whatever. And they just fucking went and kicked some doors in and stole a whole bunch of shit from drug dealers. And I guess they thought that they wouldn't get caught. But they did. So they're uh, being indicted right now, and I'm sure that there is a fucking zero chance they're going to get off. But at the same time, 
drug dealers coming forward and saying, you stole from me. Mm, I don't really know how much weight that fucking holds as far as, you know, testimony, but either way, they committed the crime, so it looks like they're right fucked. And my last story, actually my second last story, I like this one. I think this one brought a smile to my face. Um, when I was a when I was a kid, I wasn't a big basketball guy. I loved playing, but I loved Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. I was always fucking obsessed with this guy, just because he was the, probably the biggest fucking guy I've ever seen in my life. And within the first few games of him playing, he was like grabbing the rim and shattering the backboard during games. So there would be fucking glass everywhere, and it just it looked like an explosion on the basketball court. The guy was just crazy good. So he was like my guy. Um, so he kind of still is my guy. So I followed him. Doing, you know, he does the NBA talks on on the fucking TNT there. Uh, he was on that Chicken Wing uh, show, Hot Ones. He was pretty entertaining on that. He's been in wrestling. He does a bunch of shit. He used to be a, he wants to be a police officer. So I think he's a, a volunteer police officer where he lives. And the, the guy's just, he's got his, his fucking dick and everything. So good for him. But he was recently on a podcast and he revealed a story about setting his crotch on fire with the product Icy Hot. So he's a spokesman for that product, Icy Hot. So I guess they give him a boatload of free shit. And I guess it works or he wouldn't use it. Um, so he says that he was getting a groin massage before a game before he felt, uh, sorry, uh, because he felt an extreme tightness around his groin area. So the trainer proceeded to rub the Icy Hot cream in his groin area. But I guess apparently he went a little too far north uh, with the rub. And uh, Shaq's testicles happened to come in contact with this stuff. So for those of you who are unaware of what Icy Hot does, it is, and I went to the website to get the exact quote of what their product does, it is a topical pain reliever used for anything from arthritis, pain, aching joints, spasms, sprains, bruises, cramps, and sore muscles. It can be applied to the affected body part as a patch, cream, gel, dry spray, stick. Once applied to the area, the, or, or sorry, or a sleeve too, whatever that is. Once applied to the area, the ingredients cause a cooling sensation followed by a warming sensation, hence the name Icy Hot. So, uh, Shaq was in the middle of a game and he immediately had to leave the court. He ran straight to the showers, but it didn't work because the water only spreads the Icy Hot around. Uh, because I guess the product is meant to combat sweat and water. So if water or sweat could take the product off, I guess it'd be kind of useless. So it's meant to combat that. So as much as he was trying to wash it off in the showers, the shit wasn't coming off. So um, uh, I guess he was struggling in the shower and a janitor happened to walk by, which fucking you got to think if you're a janitor and you're doing your job and you're walking by and there's a seven foot five fucking mammoth giant basketball player uh, rubbing his balls in the shower, screaming in pain. You gotta fucking, you gotta help out, right? So that's what he did. He uh, suggested that Shaq dip his testicles in milk. So Shaq goes back to the shower with the milk, pours the milk on directly on his testicles, and it ended up working out just fine. And Shaq returned to the game minutes later after relieving his crotch from the icy hot. So thought that was pretty funny. I can see Shaq doing it. And I can uh, I listened to the clip on the internet, and it was pretty fucking funny the way he tells it. Um, and you can see you can see it happening if you know anything about Jack. You could see how it's funny. And my last one is, uh, and this is um, I mean it, it's funny, but it's not funny because well you'll see. Anyways, scientists are dubious about blaming sex addiction 
on heinous crimes. So that was the headline, and then I saw the picture, and once I saw the picture of the person who this article was about, I see it was about that fucking lunatic who just shot up uh, a couple of massage parlors, and I believe it was in the Atlanta area. area. Uh, so the man responsible for killing eight people in Atlanta, oh, so I was right, 21-year-old Aaron Long, told investigators he did not have a racial motivation to his deed, even though all eight people who were killed were of Asian descent. He claims sexual addiction is to blame for this instead. Aaron Long is not the first high-profile suspect to make such a claim. Uh, everyone's favorite scumbag, that pig Harvey Weinstein, serial killer Ted Bundy, and Ariel Castro, who kidnapped three teenagers and held them captive in his basement, have all defended their criminal actions by claiming they were addicted to sex or pornography. So, upon reading this, the first thought that came to my head was, okay, so the first three people they just talked about, uh, that fat pig Weinstein, Ted Bundy, and Castro, all had sexual shit to do, were doing sexual stuff and blamed sex and pornography on their shit, which is obviously bullshit, but lawyers or fucking whatever told them to do it or psychiatrists. This guy who just shot up this these massage parlors, I'm not really quite sure why. Um, I'm not sure if he was going there for the old rub and tug and maybe he didn't want to pay his bill or maybe he was expecting a little bit more and he got a little bit less. I don't know the story. I actually don't care to know the story because it's fucked up. But the one thing I do know is, if you're addicted to sex and pornography, why would you go to jail? Wouldn't you want to stay out of jail to keep watching porn? Because once those fucking doors close, it's not exactly like you have, you know, you have Pornhub access anymore, right? So that was fucking my theory. Ah, so yesterday on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter, all four. Uh, social media platforms that I am now on, I put out a picture of a taxi and I said my podcast today would have to do with a story involving a taxi ride worth about $87.50 without tip, by the way, and why it was free and how it was free. So I want to tell you a quick little story about that taxi because what I'm trying to do, in case you haven't already figured it out, is I'm telling you at least one story per episode. On Thursdays or every other Thursday, it's going to be a tone tale. And every other time, I'll throw in a quick story because I figured that's what's going to make me different from every other podcast is I'm going to tell a little blurb of something that happened to me or with me um, that no one else can tell. That's how I'll make myself different than everybody else is this shit never happened to everybody else. Nobody else out there knows fucking tone. And if they do know tone, they don't have a podcast. So I own the rights to tone. Now, if tone ever hears this podcast, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I don't know. I don't think he'll be pleased because we didn't actually end our friendship on the best terms. So anyways, here comes my taxi story. Um, and, um, you know, as teenagers who were um, as pretty close to broke as you can be, your uh, priorities have to be somewhat realistic, right? Um, especially when the guys you're hanging out with have different priorities than you do. My priority was always women. It just was. Uh, I, I was I was obsessed with girls. Um, well, not obsessed. I'm not fucking creepy or not. Well, I am kind of. Anyways. Um, but the, the people who I'm hanging out with had different priorities than I did. So everything that I did revolved around women. Like if I bought a new pair of jeans, if I got a new haircut, the kind of music I listened to, it all had to do with, at the end of the day, trying to get a girl. Um, Derek, on the other hand, was different. 
Derek's priorities were not girls. Derek liked girls, obviously, but his priorities were he had a dream of being a jungle house DJ. So he did have one gig, a paying gig, at a club down at Bathurst near the Assini. He had one paying gig that I went to with him, and I thought he was fucking fantastic. I thought he did a great job. He, he was there, you know, regular DJ, did it all night. Um, he got a thumbs up, but he never got rehired. So apparently I'm the only one who thought he was good. I don't know. Anyways, poor Derek, that dream died. Um, and Tone, uh, his priorities, um, let's see, his priorities were, I don't know. I have no fucking idea. If you offered me money, I couldn't tell you what Tone's priorities were. It sure as hell wasn't girls, and it wasn't a job. So I truly believe his only priorities in life were destruction and carnage. And he was good at that. So, um, you know, kudos to him for that. Anyways, uh, Tone was a, um, a huge Jean-Claude Van Damme fan. Uh, so um, he would try this move. He used to call it, he, sorry, let me back that up. He would simulate Jean-Claude Van Damme's kicks because he was such a fan. And he used to call it the simulator. And the amount of fucking mirrors I saw Tone kick off of wind, uh, t tick off of cars, like their side windows, that was Tone's thing. He had this fucking, he would just do the Van Damme scream that he would do in the movies, and he would kick mirrors off cars. This is what I'm saying. Like, nobody knows this guy, Tone. They, they, this fucking guy would just do that. So that was his fucking, like I said, destruction and carnage. That was kind of Tone's bag. So, um, uh, this, this began, the story begins as a lot of my fucking shit stories do because we were always at the homeless donut shop. So that's where this fucking story starts. Um, it was a Saturday night in the summer. Uh, of course, as usual, I mean, I had a shitty part-time job. Derek had a shitty part-time job. Derek, uh, Tone had no job, of course. So we were usually pretty broke, but we had enough money to, to get some booze, to get a little fucked up, you know? Um, and we were at the donut shop, and we were drinking, of course, because at the donut shop, there were no rules. So as long as you weren't drinking a beer bottle, they had no problem with you drinking. So you would look around, and the hobo would drink in the cooking wine. Uh, we'd be drinking a can of beer or a fucking cooler or whatever. Uh, Tone and I, when Tone actually had money, we used to split on a bottle of vodka. Uh, it was much cheaper to buy vodka than it was to carry around six or seven cans of beer everywhere you went. So we were at, uh, we were at the donut shop having a few drinks. Again, as usual, what do we do tonight? What do you want to do? Da da da, back and forth, da da da. Uh, and thinking, okay, so, you know, Saturday night, three guys, what do we got? And I, I remember asking Derek, I'm like, dude, like, uh, fucking, we got to stop fucking hanging out this donut shop, man. Like, fucking, this is horrible. And Derek, as he takes a huge sip of his, his, uh, his cooler or whatever the fuck it was, he's like, well, what else do you got? So uh, I was like, yeah, I, fuck, I, I guess you're fucking, you're right. I guess we got. And Tone's like, I want to kick DT. I was like, fuck, what, what? Like, what? Basically, Tone's idea of kick DT was go downtown. Tone had this fascination with fucking downtown. We don't, we never knew why. But everything, every time there was a, a, a little bit of boredom, Tone would say, let's fucking go downtown. Let's kick DT. So at this point, I think we just fucking agreed. Yeah, sure, what the hell. So uh, we, we hail a cab. And um, here's the thing about uh, taxis that we learned pretty quickly was if you put something in their trunk that they deem to be valuable or you lead them to believe it's valuable, they don't ask questions when you get in or out of the cab. So Tone invented this thing called luggage, which was basically him going out on garbage day and grabbing a empty box that had like a picture of a TV or a VCR or a toaster or a fucking microwave or whatever so that the, the cab driver could see the box and know that there was that thing was in there. 
and he would say, okay, so me and me and him would uh, would pick it up and act like it was crazy heavy, and we'd, it'd be empty, of course, and we'd put it in the trunk, and the, the cab driver would think there was a fucking expensive brand new TV in his trunk. We'd talk about it in the cab, say things like, oh yeah, like, fuck, I can't wait to, for Cindy to see this new TV we bought, and da-da-da-da-da. Uh, most of the time, the cab drivers would just believe, okay, well, these guys aren't going to rip me off, because if they do, I've got this fucking TV in the trunk. Uh, it never worked out that way for the poor guys. So uh, we're on our way downtown, and uh, we hit the jackpot. So when we when we fucking first got in this cab, the first thing you automatically heard was this guy was blaring some music pretty loud, music like top forty shit. So whatever was cool back then, and we we immediately knew this fucking guy was good to go. So we get in, and we're uh, okay. Let's go downtown. And as we're getting we're driving downtown, you know, conversation sparks up, and it basically goes like. Um, Oh, so, you know, what are you guys doing tonight? You know, why you guys going downtown? And I don't remember if it was Derek or Tone, but one of them said, oh, um, you know, my buddy, me, of course, is new to Toronto and he hasn't seen any, so we're going to take him sightseeing. And the cab driver's like, oh, well, you know, where are you guys going to go see? And they're like, oh, we want to see this and this and this, and we, we, but we really don't know how to get around. And the cab driver just volunteers. He's like, well, fuck, I'll take you. So we're like, well, of course you'll take us. You're a cab driver. You're fucking just kind of your job. But uh, he, we fucking, we're good to go, right? Because he was he was letting us uh, abuse the stereo, turning it up, fucking if a good song came on, you know, turn up full blast. He was letting us drink in the car. He knew we had beers. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Just, you know, don't make a mess. He was letting us smoke. So the, it was like a mini party inside his fucking cab, basically. And we just went and here we go. We are taking our fucking tour of Toronto. So he took us to, you know, the fucking Sky Dome and the fucking CN Tower and the museum and the fucking, the planetarium and you know, he's telling us, or he's telling me, all these historical sites, and he, it was basically like he was a fucking tour guide, and the meter's just fucking running. So, uh, we used to have this this plan with cab drivers, which was, and I'm, you know, I'm gonna come clean, and yes, we did this an awful lot with cab drivers, where we would uh, pretend we were going somewhere, and then we would fucking bail on them. You know, we were kids, we were fucking assholes, I get it. But we used to have this plan where, and it just happened to be the same building that my grandmother lived in because I knew the building and it was kind of like an in-between area between Tone and Derek's house and mine was you would take the cab to 75 Eastdale, you would get out, all three of us would get out and we would go to the buzzer system thing that was on the wall and we would just randomly press buttons and until someone either let us in or a pedestrian was coming in or out and opened the door for us. And at that point, um, so the cab driver sees us get out. He sees us, you know, trying to hit the buzzers or whatever. He thinks everything's on the up and up. As soon as the door opens, you just had to walk through the door. And when it locked behind you, you were safe because the cab driver couldn't get in. So there's no need to run away or anything. You could literally just close the door and walk away. And you just didn't look back. And at some point, I guess the cab driver would figure out, ah, oh, fuck, go into his trunk, feel it was an empty box. And, you know, he had a shitty night. Yeah, it is what it is. So, if there's any cab drivers out there listening, and I did that to you guys, I do fucking apologize. But it was a long time ago, and I was kind of young, and I was kind of stupid, and uh, I apologize. But it is what it is. So we're going on this fucking ride. We're taking this tour of downtown, and the the the, the fucking meter's running. It's at like eighty five bucks, eighty four bucks, and the guy starts to get a little suspicious now. He's like, "Look, guys, uh, you know, like." Um, you know, don't forget you got to pay him for all this, right? And we're like, oh yeah, yeah, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. But we all knew that as soon as he fucking brings the money up, then all right, the jig is up. It's time to fucking shut this down. So we drive back from uh, downtown all the way back to pretty much where we started. 
uh, and we did the old fucking, you know, um, TV, like I said, the, the box in the fucking the microwave or toaster or whatever it was in the drunk. We get out at 75 Eastdale. We fucking walk through the doors, and and for the one of the only times we've ever looked back because the fucking guy was a crazy cool cab driver, so it kind of sucks that we did this to him. And we looked back, and the fucking look on this guy's face was like like the kid's face from Old Yeller before they took the puppy behind the fucking barn and put a bullet in his fucking head. He just looked so disappointed because I guess we had all hit it off so well, and I guess we kind of built like this really weird fucking trusts like friendship sort of scenario i don't know but i felt fucking really bad we all felt really bad i'm sure he felt really bad um aside from being really fucking angry so yeah that was a 90 dollar cab ride that we got for free on a tour of toronto and yeah that's that's that story so that's going to be a wrap for this edition of the hostile uh environment podcast I'm going to be bringing you episode number eight on Thursday afternoon. It might be dropping a little later than usual because I am working on Thursday and uh, this will be the first time that I've actually had to work all day and trying to record. So if it does come out a little late, please don't get mad. Please don't get angry. Just download and subscribe and I guarantee that I will bring you another fucking tale on Thursday that will you will make you smile. And I've decided that episode number 10, I'm going to, because that's kind of like a landmark episode for me. So I figure I'm going to tell a fucking rather long story that might be the actually entirety of the episode, but it's one of the best stories I was ever a part of. And anyone who knows me and has heard this story before knows that there's fucking, you would think there's zero chance that this actually happened, but it did. But that's three episodes from now. So this being number seven. Then we have 8, 9, and then 10. So until then, thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to tell your friends. Find me on social media. If you have any questions or comments, don't don't uh, hesitate to hit me up. And I will talk to you on Thursday. Enjoy your week. <laughs>